Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. It is a Monday night in downtown Everett, Snohomish County. It's time for Prep Sports Weekly right here on KRKO. Good evening. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Bullets in the other studio. That would be me. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing tonight? Not too bad. It's been a busy weekend. It is. I'm uh, scrolling through my phone as we speak trying to get some uh, some names to pop up here. Okay. So we're... Uh, we're producing and, and talking and, and rocking and rolling all at the same time here. We'll tell you today's show brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz In Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and Bihar's Furniture. Did I talk long enough? You did. Okay. I got it all. I got everything I need. Who's on the show? On the show tonight, this is going to be a big shocker. From Cascadia Preps, right off the bat, we're going to talk to Ryland Spencer there here in go. just a moment. Third time, I think, in like four weeks. So, uh, Ryland from Cascadia Preps, he is the football guru of the state of Washington and of course state championships coming up this weekend we should just throw it out there right now the Lake Stevens Vikings are headed to the state championship game against Kennedy Catholic this weekend yep. we're going to be talking a lot about that during the show we've got a you few got other it. things too but yep. yeah so uh, Ryland's going to help us to kind of preview that game a little bit and maybe we'll just have a little talk about some other things going on around the state six state championship games coming up this uh this week and Ryland will be previewing those on a podcast later on but we figured we'd Get his hot takes for the time being here. We're then going to break away from football. Well, kind of, I guess. And then we're going to talk officiating. we got Jeff Matson coming on. Jeff's a uh, member of the Washington Officials Association. And you tell me, because I didn't write it down, what's the other association that he oversees and he schedules for? He, uh, SCBBOA. So a lot of that's alphabet soup right there. Basketball Officials Association. So what, what, is, the, what is it again? SC, Snohomish County. Yeah. Basketball, BB, okay. Officials Association. You know, ba- basketball is one word, right? But I'm not going to tell them that. SSBB. <laughs> <laughs> so so football, but it's SCF, you know. That's a good point. <laughs> Jeff Matson's going to be on. Uh, okay. Jeff uh, schedules for the SSBBOA. Did I get it right? Yep. Okay. Uh, and a topic that we've discussed before, and really, I mean, we all kidding aside for a moment, we got a pretty big problem here in high school sports in, in this state as well as throughout the country, but. Mm-hmm. For you know, for purposes of what we talk about here, it's really locally, we've got an official shortage, and uh, it's going to start affecting things sooner than later if people aren't careful. And it Jeff's going to it already is, and it's going to get even worse if people don't start stepping up. So we're going to talk to Jeff a little bit about that and see where we are right now, and also just talk a little bit about the upcoming basketball season because it starts, I think, tonight. There were some tip-offs, so yep. Yep. we'll talk to Jeff Matson about that, and then uh, third segment, we're going to hear some interviews that we did post-game during the Lake Stevens victory over Graham Kapowson the other night. That was the state semifinal game, 42-28 victory. I think you correct me if I'm wrong because you did some editing. I think we're going to hear Tom Try, the head uh-huh. coach, yep. and also Jaden Lamar, the all-world running back slash yes. everything for Lake Stevens, accounted for six touchdowns in that, that game. That was it? Was <laughs> yeah. Slow night. Scored five and then he <laughs> threw one. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And then, speaking of Jaden Lamar, uh, Jaden Lamar can't do everything by himself. He needs a little help sometimes. Although he kind of does look like Superman. He, he, he is <laughs> Superman, and trust me, he can do a lot by himself, but needs a little help sometimes. So Bryce Lesak, Aaron Parker, Grant Lynch, Ashton Hendrickson, and Micah Avery are going to be in studio. Those five gentlemen are the starting offensive line for the Lake Stevens Vikings, the team that's playing in the state championship 
this coming weekend. So all five of those gentlemen on their way here as we speak, I believe, and they'll be here shortly, and we will be uh, sitting down with them. We'll, Are they going to all fit in the studio? We'll see, yeah. And I'm, I'm not a small guy these days either, so I'm in here with them. So all six of us uh, big fellas are going to be over here along with you on the other side of the glass talking some football during the last segment of the show. Today's show brought to you by GSR Rental and Monroe, Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, Somich County PUD, Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, and Northwest Plus Credit Union. Let's talk football. Let's talk with Ryland Spencer. As we speak, he is sitting somewhere in a parking lot, I believe. Ryland, good evening. How are we doing, guys? Uh, we're doing fine. How are you? Are you staying warm? Do you at least have the, uh, the car going and the heat on? Because it's a little chilly out there. I, I had it on blast until the uh, in, until the show started here, just because I want to make sure that it was warm enough to get me through the segment. Yeah, Ryland's a veteran; he's done this oh, yeah. before. Well, hey, I don't even know where to start. We got six state championship games coming up. Let's talk about the guys that are going to be in here later in their team. Lake Stevens Vikings, our local team here in Snohomish County, going to their third state championship game in four seasons. Four seasons in which in which we've had playoffs. Pretty impressive once again, Ryland. And we talked about it last week. You uh, you kind of assumed that this might be the case. Yeah, you know, and and here's the thing. If I'm if I'm Lake Stevens, I feel really good about my chances, obviously. I, I think this is a, a really strong senior team, um, senior class, if you will. Um, you know, and one of the things that I think traditionally teams that have returned to the state championship game back-to-back seasons – usually do pretty well. I mean, if you go back to 2017, Richland won over Woodenville the year after they had lost. Uh, 2011, Skyline beat Ferris the year after they had lost. Um, or, excuse me, Skyline beat Skyview after they had lost to Ferris. And the year before that, Ferris beat Skyview, Skyline after losing to Skyline the year before. So, you know, usually returning for a second year is a good thing. Um, you know, Kennedy Catholic, this is new territory for a lot of these guys. Um, you know, the last time they were in the state championship game, you'd have to go all the way back to, I believe it was 2006 when they were in 3A. Um, they lost, uh, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, it was an overtime game against Bellevue. And then they hadn't even been to the semis since then. They'd only been to the quarterfinals, I believe, twice since then. So this is a Kennedy Catholic team that, you know, they're not used to being in these situations. But I can tell you this much, having seen them and been close to that program over the last, you know, six or seven years, this is probably the most even keel Kennedy Catholic team I've seen. They they don't have a lot of highs and a lot of lows. It's very just, you know, right down the middle and away they go. So uh, I'm I'm going to be there again this year, so I'm excited to see this game. I, I think it's going to be a fantastic matchup. Well, and I'm shocked that they haven't been there since like 2006 because it's not as though they've been like you know bottom of a league dweller for 15 years, right? I mean they're always up there, and you think about that team that had Sam Heward and some of those fantastic receivers that he had with him a few years ago, and how they were throwing for like 6,000 yards per game. What does this team look like right now? Are there still the air raid? I mean, it's Sheldon Cross still, so I would assume that the ball is going to be flying through the air. Is that is that a fair assumption? They will do some of that. Um, they have basically two offensive coordinators is what they have. Sheldon Cross, um, you know, he, he loves his air raid. Uh, he's, a, he's a Mike Leach guy. He loves throwing the ball as much as he can. And then they also have Pat Jones. Pat Jones was the uh, longtime coach at Bellevue High School, so – they're going to go under center, and they're going to run some wing T, and this is where it gets really interesting because after Sam Heward left, Mason Hayes took over at quarterback. Mason Hayes is now a senior this year. Well, Mason, I don't want to say he crumbled under the pressure. I just think it was a realis- unrealistic expectations for somebody to, to take 
Sam Heward spot and then, hey, this guy's got to throw for 500 a game. That's just unrealistic for anybody. So at about the midway point of last season, Mason said to Coach Cross, like, hey, I think the freshman quarterback that they have, and he's a sophomore now, Devin Forehand, he said basically like, hey, I, I, I think he can help out the team and, you know, move me to slot receiver. So they moved him to slot receiver, and Mason's turned out to be just an absolutely tremendous offensive threat in a, in a lot of different ways. Now, when they go air raid, you're going to see Devin Forehand at quarterback. You might even see Peyton Faker a little bit. Uh, he's a senior um, that, you know, really likes to sling the ball. When they go under center, you're going to watch Mason Hayes. He's going to take off his receiver gloves, and he's going to be the wing T quarterback. <laughs> and when they run the wing T, it looks pretty similar to what you used to see with Bellevue. So you've got the air raid, you've got the wing T, you've got two completely different ends of the offensive spectrum, and they're really good at both. And they actually change their personnel to do that. You don't hear that very often. Yeah, I mean, they will, they'll bring in some different guys. They'll bring in some, you know – They'll move a receiver down to become a wing back. Um, you know, it's it's pretty crazy. They have they have a young man, uh, X Ree Alexander. He's his brother's junior Alexander. I was gonna ask you about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So X Ree, he's going to Arizona State. He's currently committed to Arizona State as a as a linebacker. He is a tough physical runner that if they go air raid, he can run out of the air raid. If they go wing T, he can run out of the wing T. They also have, uh, you know, a couple of other running backs that are going to get carries, and they're all fairly capable of running out of the wing tee or running uh, out of the air raid. I mean, it's it's really interesting. And then when they do, you know, want to throw the ball around, you know, Mason Hayes goes out and plays receiver. They have McLean Watkins, who's about six foot five, uh, just got an offer from the University of San Diego, I believe, last week. Um, I believe he also has Portland State, if I can remember correctly. But I mean, six foot five, he can run. Uh, he can jump. I mean, he's a little lanky, but he's a tough mismatch at six foot five for anybody. And you know, the offensive line has just been dominant, which hasn't really been a staple at Kennedy Catholic, right? I mean, that's kind of been maybe a little bit of a weakness over the years. But they are physical up front, and this, to me, is the best defense that Kennedy Catholic has had while Sheldon Cross was there. And a lot of that credit goes to defensive coordinator Maui Borden. I mean, he has just done a tremendous job getting those guys in the right places. They don't have a lot of star names like we're used to, but this might be the best just all-around Kennedy Catholic team they've seen. So we've got the offensive line for Lake Stevens coming in tonight uh, in about 30 minutes or less than 30 minutes. Are you telling us that they're going to have their hands full this this week? Well, I mean, uh, let me put it this way. Kennedy Catholic's front seven is extremely good. Um, but at the same time, Lake Stevens' offensive line is one of the top two or three in the state. I mean, I think – as the season has gone along, that offensive line has gotten better. They've really started coming coming together. Grant Lynch, I've, I've said it, I don't know if I've ever said it on here, but I think he's one of the better centers in the state. Um, the way Aaron Parker plays, uh, that guy is just, I mean, he's not the biggest guy in the world in terms of, you know, height, but that guy just throws people around. I mean, he just does. He just He's so incredibly strong. And, you know, the way that they can move the ball, and when you have Jaden Lamar, obviously – he can make up for, you know, a mistake or two here or there and, and bounce it outside if he has to or, heck, run counter tray and just run right behind the big boys. I mean, the the way that they're able to run the ball is is very impressive at Lake Stevens. And uh, I think you and I might have talked about it last week or a couple of weeks ago. The maturation of Colton Matson has, has really been a lot of fun to watch. He has gotten a lot better as the season goes along, and he's starting to look to me like he's going to be a, a, a major 
prospect as far as that quarterback play goes in the state. Definitely. Now, I I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. I know you have, probably haven't done your podcast yet. Do you want to give us a prediction on the air? Well, or, or, no, because the people that I'm predicting against are also potentially listening. <laughs> uh, and and at the same, and, well, we'd I like to think everybody too. listens to our show, but yeah, well, and, and uh, maybe I shouldn't have put it out that I was coming on the show. Uh, oh, there you but, go. But also at the same time, uh, you know, I got to get people over to the podcast, right? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Hey, we don't have a lot of time to talk about the other games, but I did want to ask you a couple of quick questions. You got twelve teams left, six state championship games. Who is the team that is most likely to win a state championship this weekend? Mm, that's a really good question. I would say it's either Ooh, I would say it's either Royal or Linden. I think Linden return I mean they, they have like thirty five seniors. They are humming along. Don't, like, don't go I've too far seen. out on the limb, Ryland. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, yeah, the Royal. Royal and Linden. Um, oh, hello, well, what? Yeah, and then and then Royal. I mean, they're they're the one seed playing a ten seed. Now, don't get me wrong, Mount Baker. The way that they've played recently, there might not be a hotter team in the state. Mount Baker, if they win a state championship, I'm pretty sure they have four losses. If they win a state championship, they would be the losingest team to ever win a state championship. They would tie with uh, I want to say it's 2004 Othello in two A had four losses. Yeah, back in those before those times, you you didn't get into the playoffs with four losses. There was no way. Was Mount Baker Nooksack Valley the biggest upset of the week? No, I mean honestly, I, I don't know that I'd really call it an upset. I mean, I, I, when you look at the numbers, you know, yeah, sure, a ten beating a what was it a ten beating a three? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. by um, one point. How about a one yeah, beating I mean, a five by a seventy to twenty four Liberty Bell over Odessa? Yeah, now that's interesting because a lot of people don't know this. Liberty Bell is a two B school that plays one B football, and well, everybody knows that. Of, Come on. Well, a lot of people aren't exactly happy about the fact that they do. Now, that being said, if they hadn't done that, Liberty Bell might not have a football program. So, ah. um, you know, it's worked out fairly well for the Mountain Lions. But um, there are some people that are not exactly happy about the fact that the WIAA allowed them to uh, opt down, if you will. By the way, Liberty Bell scored 70 this weekend. Nia Bay scored 82. They're playing each other in the state championship oh. game. That could, that could be fun. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I get to see that one, too, and I'm, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, we should mention uh, Yelm squeaking out a game over Bellevue. Eastside Catholic beats O'Day for the second time this year, double overtime. Uh, I, I know you uh, you went up north to watch the games up in Bellingham, but you had to see that score and kind of wish you were there at some point, weren't, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's also a really good pizza place right up the street that has a Thanksgiving pizza that I didn't get to <laughs> eat this year. So, uh, yeah, definitely a little disappointed. You know, the thing is, is anytime I get an opportunity to see two games, I'd rather see two than uh, one anytime I can. So, yeah, definitely disappointed, though. I wish Maybe I, I wish this. I wish that there was a second game that had been played at Seattle Memorial Stadium mm-hmm. so I could have seen that double overtime. So we've got the 1B and the 4A championships at Mount Tahoma High School on Saturday. The 2B and the 1A are at Harry Lang Stadium, which is at Clover Park High School, I believe. Yeah, Lakewood. Yep. And then the 2A versus, and the 3A at Spark Stadium. Ryland Spencer, where are you going to be? I will be at Mount Tahoma. I, I, I have not missed a 4A state championship game in a really, really long time. And when they, when they broke it up and made it three locations, I decided I was going to stick with 4A. And uh, so that's where I'm going to be. If you guys are headed down, and I know Lake Stevens fans are obviously listening, if you're headed down – uh, be sure to hit up the concession stand. The actual high school Mount Tahoma football team is running the concession stand, and that's a program that could really, really use a, uh, how do you say it, a nice payday this weekend. Um, you know, they're going to have the football players and the coaches are going to be working really hard down there. So 
uh, if you can support the uh, concession stand this weekend. N- nicely done, and we should there point out go. too, we it's doubleheader, and the the one B game is the one we were just jokingly mentioning a minute ago. Nia Bay and Liberty Bell, the two teams that scored all those points. And Tom, you might have it in front of you. I don't. I think that's a one o'clock game, or is that a twelve noon? What's oh, at noon? Okay, they've gone to noon and five. Oh, they've spread them out a little bit more. Okay, yeah. So I think they want to move move the fans out of the way. So. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So a great time if anybody's going down from Lake Stevens, get down there early, watch that game yep. first, yep. and then check out Lake Stevens and, and Kennedy Catholic afterwards. Ryland Spencer. Yeah, I don't know that it's going to get this way. Yeah. But if you if people have never seen eight man football, yeah. I mean, you can end up with some games that are like eighty to forty. Um, I remember a couple years ago the the state championship game was eighty. I think it was eighty four to sixty, if I can remember correctly. Um, Arch, or, uh, Almira Cooley Heartline beat Sunnyside Christian. One of the craziest games I've ever seen. That is so much fun to yep. watch. Eight man yep. football is just insane. One hundred percent. Hey, before we let you go, how can people follow your content this week? What are we going to have this week? I'm guessing at least one, maybe two or three podcasts. So tonight, or no, let's see. Yeah, tonight I'll be recording one with Whatcom Preps, Tyler Anderson from Whatcom Preps. That'll be specifically about uh, Linden and Mount Baker. And then Brandon Huffman and I are going to talk on Thursday. We'll be really going in deep on the uh, the 4A and the 3A. And then Matt Evans and I do the No Name Rankings podcast. That'll be on Wednesday. Um, and we'll go over all six games that are going to be played and the games that were played last weekend. So you can find all of that. You head to CascadiaPreps.com, you can find all of it, or uh, wherever you find your podcast, just search Cascadia Preps Radio or Whatcom Preps. You can find it there. Before I go, I want to say thank you to you guys for everything you guys have done for me over the years, putting me out, allowing me to do this. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun, guys. Hey, Our pleasure. Right back at you. you uh, there's not a better listen in the state of Washington when it comes to high school football. Ryland Spencer, Cascadia Preps. I will not be at the game this weekend, so uh, – can I say to you right now, enjoy it, my friend, and we will talk again soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Okay. There you go. Ryland Spencer from Cascadia Press. Yeah, again, Ryland uh, just dissects everything. He'll go into more detail than you've ever wanted. Uh, for a week like this, six state championship games, highly recommend you check out CascadiaPreps.com. What's next? We're going to talk to Jeff Matson. We're going to talk a little officiating, and then after that, it's going to be Lake Stevens football the rest of the way. We'll do it next. Prep Sports Weekly right here on KRKO. Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference high school athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student-athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out snopud.com or visit marketplace.snopud.com for ways to save. At KRKO, now more than ever, we all need to find a reason to smile. So the reason it's played over here is because Lake Stevens had a better record than them? Well, higher seed. The number one seed is Chiawana out of Pasco. Isn't Chiawana by San Diego? Do you want a taxi cab? Uh, I think I'm uh, confused. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tim Hunter, morning 6 to 9 on KRKO, when you can use a little smile to start your day. In just four years, Marysville Toyota has earned the highest Google scores among all Metro Toyota dealers and is rated number one in customer satisfaction by Toyota in the Seattle Metro region. They're honored to support this community through our sponsorship of the Safeway Foundation, Pink the Rink, Make Strides Against Breast Cancer, the Strawberry Festival, the Marysville, Arlington, and Lake Stevens Chamber of Commerce, Rotary, and now the KRKO Marysville Toyota High School Player of the Game. Come experience the power of one. One price, one person, one hour. Go to MarysvilleToyota.com. 
Glass by Lund, serving the greater Puget Sound area since 1967 with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality based on customer satisfaction. So the next time you're in need of window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, residential or commercial, why not call the place that has glass in their name? Glass by Lund. To schedule your free estimate, go to glassbylund.com. Whether you're talking about a building or a sports team, the foundation has to be strong. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit Ready Mix have been a big part of so many strong foundations across the community, and they're not going anywhere. Concrete, sealants, aggregates, and so much more, supplying the best contractors around. Servicing the community for over four decades, Smoky Point Concrete believes in building teams and communities the old-fashioned way, the same way that has served us all for so many years. Proud to support local sports, SmokyPointConcrete.com. And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willett. Glad you're doing the lead-in, by the way. There, I didn't get my last buzz-in steakhouse bite in there. Yeah. Great turkey milk. The, the way you inhale your food during the commercial breaks is uh, yeah. something to behold. You'd think I'd give myself a little more time before the show to eat it, but no. But hey, a little shout-out to our friends at Buzz-In Steakhouse. There you go. Let's talk some officiating, Let's Joe. talk to Jeff Matson. He is uh, – Jeff, what are all your titles? We talked about it earlier on the show. Your WOA – your uh, Snohomish County Basketball Officials Association. What exactly uh, do you do for those organizations? Yeah, I guess you could say I wear a few hats, huh? Just just a few. Uh, so yeah, so I've been a, a football official in Snohomish County for uh, over twenty years. Um, I'm the basket. I'm the current basketball signer for Snohomish County. Um, I started officiating volleyball about three years ago during the pandemic to help out. So I'm a volleyball official. And then I got hired as a, a baseball signer last year as well. So I'm kind of touching every season, if you uh, think about it that way. And when did you um, first start getting involved with like the political side of things? You were recently uh, working with the Snohomish County Council on a resolution, correct? Yeah. Um, so a friend of mine, Sam Lowe, um, we we met and had some uh, some food, and you know it's always good to meet over food. Um, we didn't meet at the buzz in, but they're a big supporter of Sam's as well. And uh, we, we, I was just talking to Sam about the state of officiating in, in Washington. I sit on the you know WA board, the Washington Officials Association board, and we've been talking for years about the decline of officiating and the numbers. And then, um, you know, there's some national statistics that show over the last decade the the number of officials have just dropped dramatically. And then when the pandemic hit a few years ago, it just totally dropped off. You know, in some sports like basketball and wrestling lost over 50% of their officials. Um, Pre-pandemic in 2019, just to give you an example, I had 119 basketball officials. During the pandemic, I was, I had about 65 registered officials. And what are you at now? So uh, we're back at about 105 right now. So we're working real hard. We've had a couple couple big classes of apprentices that come through and you know we got to work hard to get those guys trained up and uh you know it takes about three or four years for a new official to get to the point where they can work a, a varsity level game so it takes a little bit of investment um the the thing that we're battling 
is that seven seventy percent of officials will leave within the first couple of years because of poor sportsmanship from the fans and the coaches and the players and they just think, geez, you know, why am I why am I doing this? I'm just gonna come out here and get yelled at all the time and you know, I think that's the nature of the business with officiating is, you know, they always want to use this as a scapegoat, but you know, without officials there's no games. So I I was sharing a lot of this information with Sam and the fact that he sits on the Stomach County Council, he brought it before the council and on September twenty eighth of this year, the Stomach County Council passed resolution twenty two dash 055, and it just basically talked about the state of officiating in Snohomish County, and they were just calling out to implore uh, parents and coaches and athletes to improve on their sportsmanship and just to bring awareness to the to the shortage of officials. Because, like I said, you know, if we don't have officials, then there are going to be no games. So um, we had. And not, not the year of the pandemic, but following that, when we were trying to get back into it, um, a lot of games were canceled because of COVID. I, I think I told you we had over 400 games canceled in uh, the 21 season uh, simply because of COVID. Um, but had we not had COVID, we would have had a lot more games canceled because of lack of officials. Even with what we did have, I still had over 100 games canceled because we didn't have officials. 100 games canceled because of not not having enough officials. I mean, yeah. let, let that number sink in for a minute. That's just in our county, right? That's just in Snohomish County, yeah. And it used to be where we all had officials to where I could call up the Skagit group or the, the Seattle group, and we could borrow officials, but we're all in the same boat. And so I don't even have the option to be able to go to those neighboring counties anymore and ask for help on a given night because they're hurting just as bad as I am. Well, then if we're doing a basketball game, you used to never see the guys doing the JV game, then they're also officiating the varsity game. you got guys running up and down the court for four straight hours. Yeah, see, and that's the other thing that, that impacts it. I don't think people really realize is the average age of the varsity officials is 54 years old, and they're out there doing the JV and the varsity game Monday through Saturday. So they're working 10 to 12 games a week, and you got the athletes on the court who are in the best shape of their lives, 16 to 18 years old, and they're, and they're only doing two games a week. And I've got guys that are 54 years old doing 12 games a week, essentially. And so, you know, by week three – then we start dealing with injuries and people dropping because they pulled a hammy or whatever. And so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a huge puzzle that I, I think people um, don't really realize what happens. Cause the other thing we face, you know, if we're not dealing with COVID cancellations, like we did in the past, we're dealing with shortages of officials and also bus drivers. You know, we get everything lined up to have a game and now there's not enough bus drivers to take the kids to the game. So there's a lot of facets that go into putting these sporting events on. Well, s- sell it for us then. What What is it about officiating that you enjoy? Why, if somebody's out there, and maybe give us some age ranges too. I mean, is this something that we've had We've had people as young as like 16 years old in our studio who do some officiating on weekends. What age group are you looking for, and why should they think about becoming an official? Yeah, I mean, I can, I can speak from my perspective. I mean, I think, you know, I started officiating when I was 33, and I, I would tell anybody that I meet, I wish I'd have started when I was 20. I mean, it, it's such a com- the camaraderie that you develop amongst officials, and then you you 
you start to meet people in the community like yourselves and coaches and you just get to know that that area i mean uh it's a, an adrenaline rush for you if, if you used to play sports and you know for for most kids that are in high school 99 percent of them are never going to play college or professional right so this is a great way for those kids to stay in the game um it's a sense of community you're giving back to your community um if you love sports I, I got into it because of the mental challenge. I love the mental challenge of the rule books and understanding the rule books and, you know, coaches, um, somebody, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but somebody said something like, you're not coaching if you're not trying to bend the rules. Right. And so as an official, you have to know that rule book better than everybody so that you can make sure that both teams play fairly within the rules. And so I love that challenge part of it. Um, it's also a way, a great way for me to stay active. I mean, heck, I get paid to go exercise instead of paying a gym money to go exercise, right? That's a good point. Amen right there. Amen. Yeah. Well, so I, it's a great way to stay active and camaraderie, the adrenaline, community, lots of good aspects to it. It teaches you some great skills, too, especially for young people to then take into your job. You know, there's a lot of leadership uh, responsibilities that come with officiating, how to manage a game, and all that stuff that, that can bleed over into your careers, too. So how does one become an official what, what, around here in particular? Well, we have a website called uh, WashingtonOfficials.com, and you can go there and basically sign up for, you know, baseball, basketball, football, gymnastics, um, spirit, if you're into cheerleading stuff, softball, soccer, volleyball, wrestling, any of those sports. And it's not just here. If you go to that website and you sign up and you happen to have a friend that lives, like, say, in Pasco, you know, have them go to that website. They'll get you and they'll get that person in touch with the, the officiating people in their area and they'll get them hooked up in the sport. And, um, you know, I, I can talk about basketball and baseball and football and volleyball, but every sport is hurting for officials, every and, sport. And, and if you got a driver's license and you can get yourself to a game, it's a great way to earn money. And you provide training, right? Yeah, we provide all the training, and, you know, the state of Washington a few years ago, we changed the, the way we pay people now, so you get paid within 72 hours of working a game. So it's almost like an Uber Eats or a DoorDash for, you know, a young kid in school. And, then, and like I said, it's a great way to, to earn some extra money. I'll get paid within 72 hours. I might have to look into that. <laughs> I can tell you my other job doesn't pay me within 72 hours. And like you said, you just you really just have to have a driver's license, right? You got to be able to get to the game. Yeah. So any yeah, age. I mean, we have had we have had some kids that uh, work rec football, and their parents will get them to the game. So as long as you got a reliable method of transportation and can get yourself to the games, um, you know, we'll we'll train anybody. You know, I think soccer even has a rule where you have to be like two years older than the kids you're officiating. So you've got some little kids out there, but then it's implore. You know, it implores the parents you got to have good sportsmanship because if you're out there at these little league games and you're being a poor sport, you might be driving away the very official that's allowing your kid to play. And if we aren't allowed as officials to train up these new officials in these environments, you know, eventually there's going to be no officials for their for their kids' games. And I think until a game gets canceled because there's no officials, I don't think some parents even realize what the heck's going on. No, and that's the message I like screaming from the treetops there. That's the one that just drives me insane, seeing some of these parents and the way they behave, behave at the games, knowing what you guys are sacrificing to get out there. And, uh, yeah, just uh, 
like you said, they don't even realize the damage they're doing to their own kids' sports. So I hopefully they'll somebody's listening tonight and can maybe implore them to to act a little bit better. But uh, Jeff, again, WashingtonOfficials.com, correct? Yeah, WashingtonOfficials.com, and uh, we have a great campaign in the city of Washington. Say yes to officiating. You know, give it a try. Give them a call. WashingtonOfficials.com. Get signed up. We will do all the training. We'll get people set up. And, um, yeah, I, I like I said, people that have gone on through officiating that stick with it after a couple of years, by the time they're into it, they go, I wish I would have started earlier. I mean, it's such a fun avocation. And, uh, like I said, you get to meet a lot of great people like you guys and, and coaches, and then you see them around in the community at the stores and, and – uh, stuff like that and it's just it's it's an awesome way to stay involved in your community oh certainly appreciate you and all the other officials for everything you guys are doing hey one one, one quick shout out where were you today give us give us some school names you were doing some volleyball oh. today right yeah i was doing some volleyball training at centennial middle school so i had a a young uh female official that that wanted to start volleyball so we we got her hooked up and i went out and kind of job shadowed her on the job and you know you we always kind of say you don't you don't give a pilot the plane without giving some training first, right? Absolutely. So we we kind of do the same thing officiating. We want to you know make sure that their experience is positive. So so we set them up. We get them up there on the on the volleyball stand, and and then we kind of mimic their stuff so they know what they're doing. Give them some confidence, and then eventually you know kick them out of the nest like a mama bird and and let them fly. See, plenty of support, too. Well, hey, Jeff, again, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you for your time every night. I know you're keeping very very busy these days, and uh, don't work too hard during the basketball and upcoming volleyball seasons either. Okay. Well, thank you guys for all you do, and I'm sure we'll see you around the basketball court here soon. Definitely. There you go. Jeff Matson. Washington Officials Association. And you like how he said you get to meet a lot of great people like, you know, and, and you guys. He didn't say – well, he said, "Like you guys." He didn't say, "And you guys," right. meaning you know, we'll scare them away. Yeah, them away. yeah. a lot of great people. Well, and you guys too. <laughs> what's what's up next? We're, we are going to finally have five great people, hopefully, in studio. Yeah. Here. We're, we're actually next. We're going to hear from a couple of interviews we did on Saturday night after Lake Stevens clinched another berth into the state championship game. We're going to hear from the head football coach Tom Try as well as star running back Jaden Lamar. We do that next. Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. Supercharge your new tech toys during the Astound Cyber Sale. Get three months free plus free installation when you order gig speed internet at astound.com. Give your gadgets, gizmos, and games our best speeds at our best value ever. But this online only sale is going fast, like gig speed fast. Sign up now at astound.com. Internet download speeds may vary, not guaranteed. Taxes, other fees, surcharges may apply. Monthly prices exclude internet infrastructure fee of $9.77, regulatory admin fee of 2%. Visit astound.com for more deals and details. Working with your own two hands to keep the industries in the Pacific Northwest moving forward. It's possible at Everett Engineering. Machining and fabrication services to make new and replacement parts for all industries. Everett Engineering supports the people, keeps the Puget Sound area growing, and now we're growing too. If you've got experience as a manual machinist, CNC programmer, or you're just interested in starting a career, find employment opportunities and benefits at everettengineering.com. Equal opportunity employer. Again, everettengineering.com. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. 
The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-0842. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. Coach Tom Try for the third time in what three different playoff runs you're going to the state championship? Wow, that's crazy. Still trying to uh, process all that just happened there. Uh, no, the, the, unbelievable. Our kids just played hard. Uh, Graham's a great football team, really physical. Just proud that our kids uh, persevered there after uh, we didn't play very well in the first half. Thought we made a few mistakes, kept shooting ourselves in the foot, but come back in the second half and, and uh, really stepped it up, scored right after halftime, got the ball back on the onside, scored again. That was kind of the game plan, so I'm really, really glad it worked out. Was it a matter of making adjustments, or was it just a matter of getting back to playing the game you wanted to play? A little bit of both, a little bit of both. Uh, we had to make some adjustments. Uh, they were throwing the ball a little bit more than we thought they were going to. We, we credit our defense. Our defense did a great job of uh, stopping their run, putting them, them into a more of a throwing type uh, situation. And I thought our kids were uh, we were a little slow to react at first. Played man there. They have some good receivers. They quarterback threw some great balls. But we made some adjustments there, and, and uh, it was really the difference. I, we feel like we're a broken record doing this time and time again. But again, Jaden Lamar five touchdowns tonight for himself he throws one what more can you say about that what have we not said about him that you can say at this point well he threw his first touchdown pass tonight so was that in the, was that in the game book all week well in fact it was in the game plan all week i do remember having a conversation with cameraman till uh, from the herald and you know, we were talking about all the tools and talents that Jaden had and i said one thing he can't do is throw the ball and as i was saying that in the back of my mind i'm like well we're actually going to try and have him throw the ball uh this week but uh it sure as heck it worked um, no, he's he's been a special talent for us. Um, give credit to the O line, though. Man, they really stepped up and blew some big holes open for us, and, and made it easy for Jaden to run. I wanted to ask you about the onside kick too. You take that lead in the third quarter, and then you turn right back around. And Flanders, he, not only does he kick the onside kick, he recovers the onside kick. We actually talked about that at halftime. We talked about how we were shooting ourselves in the foot, and how uh, we could just come out, get some momentum back by marching down the field. And, and scoring and giving ourselves the lead that we were going to go, we were going to do what was called the dribbler, uh, which is our little fake, it's our little onside that we have, and we're going to get the dribbler, we're going to go down and score again and totally change momentum, and that's exactly what we did. So sometimes you talk about things at halftime, they don't always quite work out like they're, they're supposed to, but uh, tonight, luckily, they did. We, we joked about it a little bit earlier this week. It feels like this is becoming a, a team on your schedule now, fifth time in seven years, I think. 
They won two. You'd won two. This was kind of the uh, the best three out of five game here. I feel like you kind of. I mean, obviously it's not Curly this time now. It's Logan, but same coaching staff essentially. Do you guys kind of know each other at this point in terms of? I mean, obviously the players change, but the coaches don't. Is there something to be said for kind of getting a familiarity with that at this point? I take a little offense to that too, because what everyone forgets is we actually beat them in 2007. So we're up three-two, <laughs> okay, and now we got them again uh, tonight. So I feel like we got a little bit of a four-two advantage. Now, granted, they got us in the state championship, so so kudos to them on that one. But no, uh, both teams know each other very well. It's definitely become a, a de facto rivalry. Uh, you know, you get in the state playoffs that you, you keep playing long enough, they're going to end up playing Graham Kapalson. And sure as heck, we ended up playing them here in the semifinals this year, and uh, we, we were able to find a way to get a W. Well, not only that, but you, you played them in the state championship last year. I don't have to remind you what happened there. A little bit better beating them than maybe it would have been another team in this round? Uh, Does it feel a little bit better? You know, right now, we were just trying to get to the state championship and go win it. Granted, it's uh, pretty freaking cool that we uh, beat up on Graham Kapalson after what they did to us last year, so we got a little bit of redemption. But really, our eye has been on the prize all year long, and that's to try to go win a state championship, and we got to go find a way to do it one more time. She mentioned the volleyball championship last week, too. So I, I saw Haley was the first one to come over and run and give you a hug, your, your daughter there. So I'm thinking she felt pretty good about that as well. Tiny bit of redemption there for the volleyball, absolutely. Yeah, I know our girls were so awesome all year long, and and uh, they just ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw there in the state championship game when Graham was on a roll, and we ended up taking second place in volleyball, but uh, still a, a tremendous season. But, yeah, uh, right before I left today, that was the last thing my daughter said is, make sure you beat the Eagles. We owe them. So, so yeah, it was a little bit more satisfying knowing that we were able to get them and give my daughter a little bit of redemption too. I'm going to be careful how I ask this question because we're, we're celebrating the positives right now, and we should. Uh, it, it definitely got a little chippy out there tonight at times for both teams. Your guys were pretty fired up after the game. In terms of looking forward seven days from now and knowing that, you know, when you get into a tight game like this, and I think you guys had one or two 15-yard penalties against you as well, teaching opportunity for you with the guys this week to kind of remind them that, hey, your actions on the field also sometimes cost us yards? Your emotions can get the best of you sometimes, and, and uh, we got to remember that you, you got to stay within the game, right? We want you to be physical and passionate and violent because it's a violent game but you also have to do it within the rules and both teams were uh it's a rivalry you know and you talked about playing what three out of last five years uh th th there's going to be a little bit of that uh just that after the play type stuff and unfortunately you know we don't want to get penalties they don't want to get penalties but we got to got to remember that we want to we want to score and we want to get stops and so we got to do it between the whistles and not after the plays Last year in the state championship, you dealt with the, the run a lot. This year, Sheldon Cross likes to pass. Kennedy Catholic next week. Have you already been kind of scouting them a little bit from afar? Obviously, you, you know probably Coach Cross a little bit, and you know what he, he likes to do in his tendencies. How much do you know about them as of right now? Obviously, you've got a lot of a lot of work ahead of you and a lot of time, but what do you know about Kennedy Catholic? Uh, they're good. They're really good. We've, we saw them 7-on-7 uh, seven seven this summer at Lakewood. Uh, and they got a quarterback and some receivers that can run routes and, and they can throw the ball all over the place. They're really good at that, I know. Uh, we also saw them uh, at Eastern Camp. They were only there for one day, but we, we got an opportunity to watch them, and, and they got a lot of dudes for sure. But uh, we're, we're going to have to do a really good job of, of covering with our secondary and then applying some pressure with our front four up front so that we can drop our backers and, and uh, try and get some turnovers and get off the field. I did want to ask you, too, uh, have you ever held your breath more in a game than when number 17 went down? And how did you feel when you saw him jogging around a little bit? Even your wife's over here laughing, right? 
Yeah, well, you know, everyone to see him go down, that's for sure. I think he's going to be all right. But uh, we feel pretty comfortable with Esteban Sedano, our backup. And he, he run, he's been running hard all year, too. And so when it was his turn, he came out and got us a couple first downs and kept the, the chains moving and the clock running, which is what we were trying to do there in the fourth quarter. Coach, you're one game away from possibly bringing this, this school its first ever football state championship. Congratulations. Best of luck. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Steve. I appreciate it. Number 17 is here. He's all smiles right now. You just took a, a group photo there. Was that your entire family? No, nah, not even. We got a big family. Nah, not even. I was going to say that was a lot of people. You're part of his family. What's your name? Kyrie. Kyrie, and how old are you? Uh, eight. Eight, and how are you related to Jaden? Uh, we're just family friends, but we call each other cousins. Cousins. How do, how do you think your cousin did tonight? He did awesome. Do you look up to him? Is he one of your role models? Yeah. Awesome. There we go. Hey, how is it for you? I mean, obviously, oh, we got another family. Jaden, they all want to get interviewed now. Hi, what's your name? Melania. Hey, Melania, are you a family friend too? Yeah. What did you think of Jaden tonight? I think he did good. <laughs> she wasn't too sure. She almost said, were you a little scared when he went down with the injury? Yeah. But you knew he was okay, right? Yeah. Did you, did you have a favorite play tonight? Um, When he scored, like, he scored like a billion touchdowns. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> He scored like a billion touchdowns. Very good. That's a great interview. You didn't quite score a billion, but I think you scored five. But the play I want to ask you about, you threw a touchdown tonight. How did that feel for you? That yeah, was pretty cool. You know, we worked on it this week. And honestly, I didn't know my arm was there or not. And, <laughs> but it worked in the game. So, I mean, we're going to roll with it. And I'm happy that that play was able to work. Well, yeah, you've scored 75 career touchdowns. Now, you might as well throw one while you're at it, too. And I guess I'd be remiss if I don't ask you, how are you feeling right now? Because I think everybody was holding their breath in the stadium when you went down. I'm feeling good. You know, I was one of those things where I was like, I'm going to get my backup in. But honestly, I just didn't want to spend the time to get him on and all that. So I just went down and had them. So we got a swift rotation, but I'll be good for next week. He's all smiles, too, I should add. So I think he's feeling pretty good. Hey, at halftime tonight, you guys are down, a place you're not used to being. Obviously, you had that really nice run up the middle, 55-yard touchdown in the second quarter. How much concerned were we at halftime, and what was the message from Coach? Honestly, I'm never really concerned if we're down in the first half. I know we're a second-half team. We can come pull through in the second half, and I know we can do the same thing in the first. We just got to kind of get everything to click. So I wasn't too worried. I knew we were going to go out and execute, and this is exactly what we did. Coach already did this as well, but I'm going to have you do it again, and we've had you do it before. Talk about your O-line. You got some nice holes tonight, too. You did a lot of that work, but they uh, they helped you out a little bit. They did. They did amazing. They just helped me out a little bit. They helped <laughs> me out a lot. And they absolutely killed it. That The long run I had, I didn't even get touched, and that's because of them. So they did absolutely amazing props to every one of them. Okay, they got moms, dads, grandma, and grandpas out there listening. Give them, give them some names out. Uh, we got, let's see, we're in Star Center. We got Grant. We got Aaron Parker. We got right side, we got Michael, we got Ashton, the left side, we got Bryce Lisa. Those are all my guys right there. Those are your guys, and that's all you need, right? Oh, yeah, those, that's all I need. They're, they'll get a job no matter who we play. How, how excited are you to, to be playing in that state championship again? Obviously, well, let me ask you, I'm going to step back here for a minute. I asked Coach the same question. This team got you guys pretty good last year. Obviously, there's some new faces in there, but I've got to think, and I've talked to a few of your teammates throughout the week. They were excited that it was Graham Kapowson and not somebody else. How much did it mean for you to get this win over GK? It meant a lot. You know, obviously, anytime a team beats you, you're going to remember it. And being able to have a chance to go against them again, I couldn't wait for it, and we were able to execute. So you ready for a state championship game? Always. We're always ready. you got to go, go have a good week of practice this week and then go get the job done. What do you know about Kennedy Catholic? Nah, I know a few of them cats. I play a lot of 7-on-7 seven seven with all of them, so it should be a good game. Which which of the guys over there do you know the best? I know Michael Benuelos. He's, he's a lineman on the team. We traveled a lot of his speed together, so that's the main one. And I, I didn't ask Coach this earlier. Maybe I'm trying to get some intel, but I'm going to ask it anyway. We don't see you on defense as much these days. State championship game, is there a chance you might be asking Coach this week or tugging on his shirt going, 
Hey, put me in there. I'm ready to go. Now I do what we need, and our defense has been killing it on their own, so they don't need me. I'm fine with that. I take a lot of hits on offense, so I'm going to do whatever the team needs them. You go, hey, 75 touchdowns scored, one thrown. You're not done yet either. You're coming up on 5,000 yards, by the way, from scrimmage here. So it's been phenomenal watching you thus far, and uh, hoping you can get that state title next week. Best wish. Appreciate you. There you go. That was Steve with Jaden Lamar and with Tom Try after the game on and, and Saturday night. J- Jaden's uh, friend there who said he scored a billion <laughs> touchdowns. Like a billion touchdowns. Like a billion touchdowns. He, she wasn't that far off, by the way. He no. did score quite a few. <laughs> Feels like true. it sometimes. And – the, the guys that open up the holes, he gave him a shout-out. He did. He got he got all five of the names in there, so uh, they're all smiling over here. They were listening to one that happened. and I should point out, too, by the way, because yeah. I know he's probably listening out there. Yeah. Ryland, these guys were listening on the way in, and they, they noted that uh, <laughs> Ryland kind of hinted that he might be going in a different direction with his prediction this uh, week. He did, kind of a little bit. Yeah, we'll maybe bring that up here in a little bit, too. We're going to talk to the offensive line for Lake Stevens coming up next. It's Prep Sports Weekly right here on KRKO. Enter the great indoors at David Buster's, now open in Linwood at the Alderwood Mall. Sports fans, grab your friends and family and watch the World Cup and the NFL, UFC, WWE, and more on their 40-foot wow wall. David Buster's, watch where winners watch, and gamers will love the classics like NBA hoops and air hockey and their hot new games like Top Gun, Maverick, and core games like Star Trek. Add more ding-ding-ding to your game day with more food and more screen at David Buster's in Linwood and online at davidbusters.com. When you need to get a screwdriver fast for that one weird screw, Ace is the place. When you want to get that luxury riding lawnmower you've been researching for months, Ace is the place. And for everything in between, Ace is the place. Ace Hardware is where convenience meets quality. And when you shop at the Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, you're shopping at an Eaglestad Ace Hardware, locally owned by Christine Eaglestad. She lives here. Her kids went to school here. She's dedicated to the Lake Stevens community. So the next time you find a weird screw, or when it's time to get that riding mower, stop in to your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you. And pretty soon, you'll be Stixon with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Mugletio. Call 425-375-0860 today. Because coverage counts. Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender and take the family to the Buzz Inn Steakhouse. The Buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while the Buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a Buzz Inn near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal. And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with uh, Steve Willits. And you got some company. We do. And matter of fact, we, we've lined these five guys up in uh, just to make it easier for me, if nothing else. Yeah. They're lined up in their order from where they play on the line. So From behind so, for the quarterback or from in the for, front? Like you, the you would basically be Colton Madsen over there behind you because they're uh, they're lined up from your uh, from your right to your left. Put so me in, Coach. Let's, let's, go, uh, let's go ahead and start here. We've got the uh, – let's go right tackle all the way down the line here. Introduce yourself. Give us your name, what position you play, if you play offense and defense, name that too, and uh, what year you are in school. And make sure we get close to those mics there. 
Uh, my name is Micah Avery. I play right tackle. I play some D-line, and I'm class of 23. Uh, my name is Ashton Hendrickson. I play right guard and D-N. I'm class of 2023. I'm Grant Lynch, uh, center, class of 2023. I'm Aaron Parker. I play left guard and defensive tackle. I am class of 2023. I'm Bryce Lezak. I play left tackle and defensive tackle, and I'm class of 2024. There you have it, Thea. The starting offensive line for a team that is playing – Guys, in the state championship this weekend. You're excited yeah, about that, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, sir. Now, I do have to ask you right away because we talked about it a little bit during the commercial break. Your four of you started in the state championship game last year, correct? Yeah. Graham Kapowson? Yeah. How, how sweet was it? I don't know who wants to field this question first, but I will. <laughs> there we go. Ashton says, I'll take it. Ashton, get in on there in the mic. How sweet was it to get back at Graham Kapowson after that state championship game last year? You know, it was great. The whole week we were just going in, you know, we, we knew we had a chance to beat them and get even back with them. Uh, we knew if we did our job right, then we would get the job done. And we just wanted them to walk off the field like we did last year, knowing that our season's ended. And now they don't got a chance to get the title like we do. So, so Micah, was it one of those things that when you saw the sumner Graham Kapowson score, I mean, obviously you're, you you're going to be ready for whoever it is, but were you kind of like, yeah, okay, that's, that's what I wanted right there? Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to see. And uh, – it just gave me and my guys just more uh, hope for this week and uh, knowing we could get the job done. Grant, what's it been like for you? I mean, what's this whole experience been like? T- t- walk us through. Let's go from about Glacier Peak on. I mean, the, you guys go out there. You play the team that was ranked number one in the state. And everybody, including myself and Tom. Well, well, actually, Tom, you got it right, I think. I'm going to throw you I in there. Yes, I did. That. Thank you. You was the only one in the newspaper. I missed it. But uh, three out of four of us picked Glacier Peak, we thought this was finally the year that maybe the, the West Coast streak was going to end, and you went out and you proved us all wrong, or most of us wrong. What's it been like for you and these guys over the last five or six weeks to get on this roll and uh, to go right back to where you were last year with another shot at a state title? I mean, I feel like we knew what was that we were getting, that we could make it all this way, and that ever since Westland, we were underrated, and then Glacier Peak was our chance to come out and prove ourselves and show the state that we are we are contenders and we're here to win and uh, we've just been kind of building on that momentum ever since Glacier Peak. Well, he brought up West Lynn, Aaron. How how difficult was that game for you guys? And are you better because of it? You went down to Oregon. You, you got beat up pretty good if we're just throwing it right out there. And yet here you are this week getting ready for a state championship game. Yeah, I just um, I think about the game a lot, but I all you can do really is just bounce back and just be better. And I had to recover for a little bit, but I'm doing a lot better than what I was doing a lot. And now, Bryce, I'm going to put you on the spot here because your brother was one of the starters on the line with you last year. We had the two of you on, on the radio together one time. This year's offensive line versus last year's offensive line, I would think, if nothing else, a lot more of experience, right? Because four of you are now second or more year starters. You guys didn't necessarily have that last year. How much different is it this year? Not, not to knock your brother versus Aaron because we won't, don't want to go down, down that road. But talk a little bit about the fact that you guys now have that experience and what that's meant to the entire football team and to your successes out on the field. Um, I think that a lot of us were more used to the pace and how you know the game is played down front or when you're at the varsity level compared to the JV level. And it's been pretty nice coming back with the same guys, but minus one, which is obviously the one I love the most. But it's playing with these guys that I played with last year. We already know everything about each other. We know each other's tendencies, and we're all pushing each other to get better. So it's definitely we're a lot more far along than we were last year. Now, you're you're the junior. These guys are all seniors. Yep. But you are the left tackle. You're the one that, you know, like, we talked about it, I think, last year on the radio. I meant to go back and listen to it, but I'm doing this off memory. I think we kind of mentioned last year, you're sophomore out there playing with Big Brother. 
do you feel like you maybe kind of have a little more of a leadership role now this season, now that maybe your, your brother has graduated and that you're that one step closer to being a senior? Uh, yeah, I can honestly, I can feel myself becoming more of a leader just because, like, even realizing that when this season's done, then, um, you know, all these guys are gone and I'm kind of left alone with new other starters and that new, you know, leader role is really going to, it's coming into me and I'm I'm welcoming it. Is this a close-knit group? I mean, you guys, we, we were kind of joking around during the commercial break. You guys seem like you're having a lot of fun together. Is that the way it always is around here with you guys? Or? Oh, yeah. 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 I feel like yeah, we, it definitely is. We like to have fun. Yeah? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a long season, and it's, and we just like to go out there, have fun, and uh, don't mind playing a scrimmage. Do you find that each of you kind of takes on different roles? during? I mean, who is there, like, one vocal leader, and then maybe is there the one person who's maybe the more cerebral? and and Yeah. It looks like Bryce has an answer for this one over here. Aaron is the most vocal person yeah, I've yeah. ever heard. He is so <laughs> loud. Aaron Parker? Yeah, Aaron, really loud. Aaron Park? Is that true, Aaron? Uh, I can say that, yeah. Okay. I'm always out there having the most fun I can have. That's all I can do, and I just... I love being out there, so well, I have to. I have to be vocal well, with it. Well, Bryce, tell a story. Yeah, I gotta throw you out here on this one here. Bryce was telling a story during the commercial break. Tell me about the GP games. You line up right next to each other. You're the left tackle. He's the left guard. Okay. So yeah, we're lined up. Or games going. It's about <laughs> a little past halftime, and I line up, and then for the side of me, all I hear is. And I'm like, what is that? Is that someone let a dog on the field? And I look over, and Aaron's like, he's growling. I thought he was gonna start foaming out the mouth, and I was. I was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> well, Grant, you're right next to him, too, on the other side of him. Are you hearing all this as well? Oh, yeah. I just feel bad for the D-tackle he's about to go pancake. Yeah, <laughs> I just, like, see him and see the guy right in front of him. I'm just like, oh, that's unfortunate. You're, you're about to get it. <laughs> well, and we heard – and actually, uh, Aaron, I think uh, – Ryland Spencer said some nice things about you too early. He was saying you, you like to throw guys around. I hope you're not going to come into studio and do any of that though, right? No, that stays on the field. I got to I got to be uh I got to be smart with that stuff. Definitely. Well, you've all got your own accolades you've had this year. I think what I want to do here really quick, I'm going to go right down the line here. So we'll start with we'll start with Mike of the right tackle talking about Ashton the right guard. Have you guys go right down the line and then when we get to Bryce, we'll have you swing back around to Micah. I'm going to have you talk about the guy next to you right now to your left and just tell me what makes that person a good football player, a good teammate for that matter too. So Micah, Micah Avery, tell me about Ashton Hendrickson. What uh, what makes the uh, the right guard so good? Well, yeah, we'll have Ashton, you get on the mic there. I mean, Ashton playing football since ever since I started playing football when I was like I think in 6th grade, 5th grade. And so we've just always had that connection, that brotherhood and we can communicate just by looking at each other, not even talking, and we know what's going on. How important is that in football on the offensive line? That's very important Important because when D-line picks up your cues, then you have to make, think of something else on the fly, and you don't want to do that. So instead of giving cues, we just look at each other, and we know what's up. So it's just kind of like a, like a head nod, or is it a wink, or what is it? We do that, or we'll bang on our chest. Okay. Or we'll just, we'll don't give out too many secrets here. Kennedy Catholic might be listening. Gro growl like a dog. Right. Yeah, take no, the do the Aaron Parker. No, that's that's Aaron's special. <laughs> no, they they all they all mean different different stuff. So like, yeah, we could do don't the ever same pick thing it up. and like it'll be like three different things we got to do. Yeah, well, Ashton, tell me about your center, Grant Lynch. Grant, we'll be getting on the mic there. Grant's probably the smartest lineman we have, honestly. Like this guy knows all the plays. Like sometimes I'll have a brain fart mid game and he'll just look at me and be like, all right, we're going here. I'm like, all right, thank you. You're saving my life right now. <laughs> but you know, me and Grant, we we go way back. Actually, I used to play center and he used to play yeah. guard. And then tenth grade we switched and you know, I'm I'm locking guard better than than center. So I'm thankful Grant is just taking over that. 
Well, and I was going to ask that later, but since you just brought that up, and we'll keep having you guys talk about each other here in a minute, but the fact that you guys have such a great, strong offensive line, and, and really you guys maybe more so, definitely more so than anybody in Wesco and maybe in the state, you, you're so loaded with talent. Is it easy to kind of put you guys into the places you need to be in terms of where you are on the line? Or are some of you guys maybe playing your, for lack of a better way of saying it, maybe your non-natural position or – Maybe if you were at another school, you'd be playing another position. Who who kind of determines that? Is that Coach Dijon or is that Coach uh, Try? Is that you guys talking with each other when you're younger? It's a it's a mixture of Coach Deshaun and Try. They put us in the best situation that we can succeed and make the team even better. Okay. So you talked about your center there a little bit and how smart he is. So let's see how smart he is talking about the left side of the line. Grant Lynch, I'm going to have you talk about Aaron Parker, your yeah. You're, you're, you're growling left guard. Tell me about him a little bit. Yeah, when we lost Dylan, he was kind of the emotional heart of the line, and Aaron filled that role in nicely. He plays he <coughs> plays with all his heart. He, play, he plays loud with all his emotions and really physical. And then he gets when we're down a little bit, he gets us going with his with his very um, loud style of play, and he just gets us all excited. And he, he can do the splits, too, I hear. Oh, yeah. Which you He's don't see flexible, very. Yeah. Can He's can any of you guys guy. do the splits? Yeah. And, no. I, I would think most offensive linemen cannot do that. <laughs> I would probably pull my groin or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always been able to do it. It's just been a skill that I've had, but I've always worked on my flexibility. I, well, I mean, we joke about it, but I would think that in the in the heat of the moment, it's probably something that's you can use to your advantage, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like it. It just I don't know where I could just pop it out. <laughs> well, we heard Bryce Lisak tell, talking about you growling a minute ago. Now, it might be hard for you to talk nice about him after that, but <laughs> tell us something about your, your left tackle. Always an important position, right? So what makes Bryce so good? Um, well, he's always looking out for all of us, especially for me, because since I'm new, I, I do once in a while, I do forget, but I'm always on key with him. And like how the right side is, we can just look at each other and just know what we're doing. And yeah, I just, I love the guy. Love playing with him. He's he's a cold-hearted guy. I like him. So. Okay, now Bryce, what we mentioned before, we're going to have you swing back around. So the kind of the left tackle, talk about the right tackle. You guys probably don't get to watch each other very often, I wouldn't think. Uh, no, sir. You're you know, quite a ways away from each other on the field there. But what do you know about uh, Mr. Avery over here, Micah Avery? Uh, well, I'd say like even during the day, Micah's probably one of the dudes that I hang out with the most. But uh, I think – the biggest connection me and him have is we play the same position but on different sides so if we ever have like a question or if we need advice on like what to do during a certain play we know the technique and we know the skills that you need to be able to do it and we can help translate it to each other and I'd say he's definitely he's definitely one of my best friends so does the line do a lot of things together I mean do you guys yeah. are there like dinners or yeah. Oh, yeah. what what yeah. Ashton you're saying yeah what are you what are you guys doing together I mean sometimes sometimes they go out and like have like breakfast or lunch together before a game, just like talk and like get to like watch film together and just like know what we're gonna do. So if like if if the Lamar brothers or anybody else says, hey, can we tag along? Are they like hey, you're not a lineman, you're you're out or right. just? No, yeah. Jaden Jane comes most of the time. Jaden's an honorary lineman. Is he okay? Yeah. What what is it like playing with Jaden Lamar? By the way, I've got to think for an, uh, it's got to be on a, in a lot of levels alignments because obviously you guys are doing so much for him and vice versa, but. To have a guy that's going to bust through the hole that quickly and the way that he does, I mean, what is that like for you guys? Oh, it's great. You know, I've been playing with him since youth football. So, like, we've gotten, like, a, t a close bond. So, like, he knows, like, where I'm going to go. And, like, I know he's going to, like, be able to make the right read and just, just go. Is there anything the that he's done on the field that surprises you guys at this point? Has there been a play this year where you're like, I, I can't believe I just saw that? Bryce, you're, you're raising your hand over here. Um, I think the biggest one that kind of, like, made me – like the biggest eye opener because I I didn't play youth with Jaden so I kind of like I heard rumors I was like hey what's this guy really about and then 
I see him like, you know, he takes a broken play. Like when we played Kamiak, it was we ran trap and it was just complete broken play. Ran across the field probably three different times, like side to side, and then just finally broke it to the end zone. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what is this? Like, that is crazy. Does it change the way you guys block? I mean, obviously, for a lot of other running backs, you figure you can almost count one, two, three, and the play's probably over. With with Jaden, you never know if it's over or not, right? I, well, yeah. The thing that I think the thing that separates Jaden from most other backs is his vision. So we we can know that like whether we're blocking, we just move a guy and there's a hole open. Jaden will see it, and he'll just cut right back into the hole and pop it for six because his burst is so good. Mm-hmm. You, you have a quarterback who we've kind of watched develop this year, and, and the, mat- the maturation of, of Matson and the way that he's playing right now, uh, we've talked about it. We can notice the difference between when we did our first game with you guys this year against Bellevue and what it's looked like in the playoffs. Young guy, four seniors, one junior here. What has that been like for you guys? Have you guys kind of been the leaders in that huddle for a period of time, and are you maybe seeing him take more of a leadership role now? And for, for linemen, are you okay with that, or does it matter? I mean – yeah, we uh we definitely want Colton to step up because as a quarterback that's your role. You got to step up and ever since day 1 we've just trying to been building his confidence because that's really what it's all all about at that position. And um being able to confidently know your reads, go through your reads and play for your offense is that's what's really going to help us win games. Seems to be working, right? Yeah. How, yeah. how cool is it playing at Lake Stevens High School? I mean, I didn't, not just the fact that you guys get to win games, but I mean the, the the purple and yellow smoke that we end up choking on half the time after it comes up into the air and the fans and that big tunnel after the game that you guys get to run through we go broadcast all over the place and there's nothing quite like it in this area certainly you guys get to experience that each and every home game what has that been like for you guys um well for me it's been such a complete different experience i love it and it's just it's always fun having the smoke out with all the people that are in the stands and it's just it's just crazy from what I'm used to, small two A school, but I've got used to it and I like I'm liking it a lot. So, yeah, that's I just I like being like Seamus Viking. I think it's really special too for us guys who are growing up here, growing up sitting up in the stands watching all the guys before us, like like Trey who's a coach now, Skinny, uh, Andrew Grimes, and like like Logan and all those guys. Like we've been dreaming of going down there, playing, winning a state championship, and it's just really cool and special to be able to accomplish that and now be playing for our second state title game and a chance to win. So I said the other night on the um, on the air, what grade were you guys in when Skinny was quarterback and took him to the state championship game or I, the semifinal? I remember watching the semifinal game against uh, Skyline in the Tacoma Dome when I, w- I think I was in sixth grade, maybe fifth grade. I was going to say, I think fifth. I think it was yeah. seven years ago, so 2015. Yeah. So yeah. were you guys those kids that we see all the time, like the Cavalero kids and the other middles, sitting up on the hill there? Were you guys, a lot of you guys in the room here? Yeah. I see yeah. uh, some sh- shaking heads. I mean, yeah. how much influence does that have on you? Because we talk about it, and I think you guys kind of build that tradition in that community early. When you're out there and you're in the fifth grade and you're in the sixth grade and you're watching those guys and you're watching Skinny and, and Grimes and – some of the others, how, how much of an influence did that have on you to want to get to where you are right now? Um, well, I think it's just kind of looking at it as like Lake Stevens is a big community, and when you have the little kids there watching you play and stuff, and you kind of think like, hey, I've been in that position. Because I remember being in like, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, watching the football players and being like, wow, I cannot wait for that. And I think it's just something that strengthens the team as a whole is, you know, having everyone growing up and wanting to be one of those big boys running out onto the field. 
do you guys ever have that moment where you kind of almost want to pinch yourself when you're out on the field? Yeah. I mean, do you, do you, do you allow yourselves to have those moments? And I go, I go out early with like the specialties, like practice my snap, and I always stand there, like look up at the crowd and be like, "Wow, I'm actually here! Like this is crazy." And, and you're you're a senior, you're still doing it. Oh yeah, every every home game, man. We. I always say, like, Lake Stevens has the best home field advantage in the state by far. So well, that was going to be another question. You guys played, I think it's the first time it's ever happened, certainly at Lake Stevens. You guys played a semifinal state football game at home. Those were always neutral sites in the past. Did you guys like that, or would you have rather been able to go somewhere and experience something different? I know kind of pros and cons, right? But No, that, it was it was great. Um, you know, on that fourth down, it was probably the loudest I've ever heard the stadium beat in my life. Like, I heard it echo everywhere. And the other players were even like, like, dang, this is loud. Like, I can't hear the play. <laughs> you guys feed off that, right? I mean, yeah, that, that yeah. means something, right? Yeah, when we, when, we hear, when we hear the student section going, going wild, you know, it just gives us an extra boost on the field to get that turnover. You guys had practice today. Uh, I'm guessing Monday's not quite as rough as maybe it'll get in the next couple of days. It does it feel different when you are practicing going into a state championship game? Is it? It's not just another practice, is it? I mean, obviously, in some level, you you're you're, you're prepping for something much bigger and greater than yourselves. But does when you put those pads on, what what is that like for you? Um, well, definitely, there's a lot at stake here, and um, you just can't really think of it like that. You just have to keep a calm, level head, and just practice not like it's a normal practice but you know not get too big of a head about things you know what I mean does do the coaches talk about the fact that this is going to be the fifth Lake Stevens state championship game and you guys are still looking for your first school title I mean is that something that motivates you guys I think that it's more of a conversation that our schools never won and all the great players have come through but they've never been able to finish the job and so that that we can be the first and really cement our legacy at Lake Stevens so you you think about that then even in the moment okay so Five o'clock Saturday, down in Tacoma. All right, a lot of family members going down for you guys. A lot, a lot of friends. Are you guys already? Are there rooter buses going from Lake Stevens? Where are we going there? Yeah, we're expecting for the whole thing to be packed. You know, yeah. everyone wants to see us get that first championship. So tell that community that's listening right now. You want them out there. You need them out there, right? Because yeah. you guys have been feeding off them at home. So, hey, if you guys want to come witness some greatness, come watch. There you go. And what do we think about Kennedy Catholic? I mean, you guys have had a chance to scout them a little bit. I mean. Right, Ryland was talking about how how great they look, and their front seven is really tough. Or do you noticing? Are you noticing some of that? I mean, I don't want you to give away any secrets, obviously. But what what do you think? Um, I think they're honestly they're a great team. Like, there's nothing against them, nothing personal with anyone. It's a great team, and we're also a great team, which means it's going to be a great game. I love it. That's the perfect way to answer that. There Tom, I think I think we had we got ourselves a good interview here. This is fun. There you go. Okay, uh, again, uh, Micah, Ashton, Grant, Aaron, and Bryce. Appreciate you guys driving over here tonight. I know you got a busy week ahead of you. Uh, it's been a heck of a ride for us to go on with you guys, and we're looking forward to Saturday. Best wishes to you guys, and let's bring home a uh, state title to Snohomish County. What do you think? Yes, yeah, sir. Sounds yes, exciting. Lakes to say. There you go. Today's show brought to you by GSR Rental in Monroe, Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, Snohomish County PUD, Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, Northwest Plus Credit Union, by Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz In Steakhouse, by Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Bihar's Furniture. And who did we have on the show tonight, Steve? On the show tonight, we had Ryland Spencer from Cascadia Preps. And again, we want to remind everybody, CascadiaPreps.com. He's got a few podcasts coming out this week. Everything you need to know, not only about Lake Stevens and Kennedy Catholic, but the other five state championship games as well. He'll be covering that all week long. 
We also heard from Jeff Matson, who is uh, one of the officials from the Washington Officials Association, as well as the Snohomish County Basketball's Officials Association. Look Very at that, Tom. Good. I got Look it. Look at that. So, again, uh, we need officials, and even if you're not going to become an official, be a good sport when you go to those games. Do not give them a hard time. We need them to stay with it, and we need more bodies out there, and uh, sportsmanship is important. So, again, if anybody's interested, though, WashingtonOfficials.com if you're looking to get involved. We then heard from Tom Try and Jaden Lamar from Lake Stevens from Saturday night. And then the big fellas were in the house. The starting five, the offensive line for Lake Stevens, Micah Avery, Ashton Hendrickson, Grant Lynch, Aaron Parker, and Bryce Slezak. Those are our guests tonight. We're coming back with you for high school basketball tomorrow night. Our first basketball game of the year. It's the Jackson Timberwolves and the Arlington Eagles. 7 o'clock, the pregame show tomorrow night. 7.15 for the tip-off from Arlington High School Jim. Zach Ward will join me on the broadcast. And then the high school football state 4A championship is coming up on Saturday. It's the Kennedy Catholic Lancers and the Lake Stevens Vikings. 4.30 pregame show, 5 o'clock the kickoff from Mount Tahoma Stadium in Tacoma and right here on KRKO. Thanks to our guests tonight. For Steve Willits, I'm Tom Lafferty. Prep Sports Weekly every Monday night at 7 o'clock right here on KRKO. Good night from Everett. KRKO Everett, K237GN, AM 1380, and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. KRKO.
Loverboy, working for the weekend. K-R-K! -K.